All right, a lot of you have continuously been asking us since the Rugby World Cup uh, came to an end and uh, the celebration euphoria is kind of dying down. The focus shifting now to the Eben Etzabeth uh, pending case on racial abuse. Uh, the 27-year-old accused of assaulting a homeless man uh, as it was claimed at the time, whether he was homeless or not, we don't know, um, and calling him the H word outside a pub in Langaban uh, that was in August. Now, the Springbok Lock has an equality court case that is looming over him, and despite the Springbok filing papers asking that the South African Human Rights Commission drop the case against him, uh, after plenty of media speculation around the Edsabit races and racism row, uh, we thought it's also very important as well to get an update on this important issue. And we catch up with the SA Human Rights Commission to bring us up to speed with this case. And that's why we got to the Western Cape Commissioner, Chris Nissen, who's um, joining us on the line. Chris, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Welcome to MSW. Hi, good evening to all of you and to the listeners. Thank you for having me on your program. Absolute pleasure, Chris. What's the latest, though, on the Edsabit racism row? Um, can I just raise one issue before I say that? Not a problem. You know that I have been now been targeted by some people um, on being like kind of yes, if I am against uh, it, uh, even it's a bit, and for, particularly from the Afrikaner community. You've been what? And Sorry, I, I didn't get that first part. I've been targeted. Okay. And uh, not for now. Just raise it because. Apparently, there's so many Afrikaners and everybody that are now targeting me. By targeting, and, what does that mean? Are, are they threatening uh, you, Chris? You, look, I'll, I'll come back to on that. I'm just saying that. Okay. And, and, and so unfair. Because, let me say, I'm not doing this because I'm against anybody. As the Human Rights Commissioner, I take up everything. And I've always said, it's a bit, even it's a bit, is innocent until proven guilty. This is always what I maintained. So why do Afrikaner communities now and individuals now come after me? I'll call you, I'll tell you in a month, and a few weeks' time, because you will see it. But let me talk about that case, if you don't mind. Can I go ahead? Yeah, I'm just worried, though, before you go ahead, have you laid a charge against those people that are... No, you I have not. Wh- I'm not. Why not? Are you not I'm worried not. about your life, Chris? I am worried. I'm worried. I mean, I've been worried about... I've been beaten. I've been threatened by the um, people on, on, on the... Um, what you call it? This um, When I was last Friday with the Archbishop. But also I get messages and I get old that... I get threatened, I get say, you know, but let's leave it. But I am not, I'm not interested in wanting to do harm to any one person. I'm interested only in wanting to make sure that all of us are given a fair chance in life and that no community and no individual should be degraded by calling names or anything. Okay. All right. I, I, I respect your desire, Chris, not to touch further on that, but uh, we will follow it up and do let us know if I'll anything... I'll come back to you. Please, please do. Please remind yeah. me in a two weeks' time, please. Perfect. And regarding the case itself, where are we 
regarding the what, Yetzirah Where racism. we are now, let us say the following, that obviously Eben is innocent and proven guilty, but however also we must not forget the victims, whether their complaints are legitimate or not legitimate. We also put even Yetzirah equally to those people because the two groups will have to find themselves in the equality court, and, who, and when the court finds whoever is guilty or not guilty, let the court decide on that matter. However, I think, and I've been discussing this with my colleagues in the commission, this thing that, you know, that we, that we do not want to open up, and I don't say that from even sight, right or wrongly, but even if he is right, and I think, in, in, and if he's right, I will believe he's right, but even if he's right, he should come out and say, this H word is a bad word. I don't like it. I don't stand by it. Even though I didn't say it, I'll come out to those people and say, listen, guys, I didn't say it, but I'll stand by you and I'll fight against it all the time. That hasn't happened. And that's what, what made me, as the commissioner, go to the commission and say, I am going to take out a declarity order. So I made a submission to my commissioners. Mm-hmm. I'm making a, a declarity order at the end of this month to declare, the, the, to declare so I'm asking the High Court in the Western Cape to declare the word hot and taut. Kuli, query, query, makaya, malau, to be offensive words and to be removed from wherever they are still there. What like about what about, the, what about the word kafir? That's already that's already declared hate speech. And still being freely and, and used. Okay. Sorry. And and I'm saying still being freely used by those who have fingers pointed at them. Let us, let us make South Africans aware. Those words, whoever uses it, K-word, H-word, credit word, let whoever words use it. But at the moment in the Western Cape, even the word Tona Colony, Tona Colony, mm-hmm. we live in a colony. Why should we use the word colony? Why should the Western Cape government still use the word colony? Because colony brings with it all the history of that. So the K-word, and by the way, uh, last 2017, the High Court in Kimberley declared the H-word, hot and tot, a hate speech. And why are people still using the word? Boor should be a hate speech. Why can't we just live as South Africans? Ruin it. Why should we use that word? Those are the words that have been alleged the Springbok player used. Are are we correct in that, in terms of the allegation itself, regardless of the the beating up factor? Because there are two sides of this, uh, two-pronged, the the, the beating up and the usage of the words that you're in part mentioning now. Well, um, yeah, it's alleged. Always it's alleged. But if I was him, if I didn't even use the word, 
I will come out and meet with the people and say, listen, you guys, I, I, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. But for the sake of um, cohesion and collegiality, because people in Nangaban left rugby. They just went home. They, they told me. For the sake of the sport and everybody, and for me and everybody else, listen, I didn't use the word. I will condemn it, and let's just talk, and let's put it beside us. I, I will be willing to facilitate that conversation with them. 25th of August, Chris. We, we are now slowly creeping into December. Nothing seems to have legally moved uh, well, in, 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 legal... the, in the side of protecting the people that were beaten up and called these words. From a legal position, I'll have to talk to the Southern Police Services tomorrow because somebody, lots of people called me today, so I'll have to talk to the subs tomorrow on where they are with that. Legally, from our side, we, our 10 days is expiring very soon, I think with the day or two. We've given them, because they took the Sarsgaard Human Rights Commission to court application, but they had the wrong door because we're not the complainants. We can't withdraw from the case. We are just the legal representatives. And until such time that the um, complainants tell us we can't be their reps, then we'll withdraw. But we can't listen to somebody else. The complainants must tell us you cannot be our legal representation anymore. So I think that the even Epsidet, Epsidet, uh, sorry, even, um, uh, I'm always saying, you know, Afrikaans may yes and Tama can die, but like I say, but until we say that even um, legal representative says to us, um, you know, we must withdraw, we can't withdraw because the, the complainants in this case are the people from Langaban, and they must tell us to withdraw. Until that time, we can't withdraw. And even a legal representation is actually at the wrong address. But th- there was a time again, Chris, where I believe that they had made submissions um, and then that to the Equality Court, that the case was then uh, taken, that the, you know, the court papers be submitted to the Equality Court. And uh, Yetzirah's uh, team said that uh, you know, those papers or that submission was biased and irrational. Were you aware of that? And do you know what made it, according to them, to be biased and irrational? They were say biased and irrational because they thought that the commission was laying the complaints, which is wrong. Because, you know, every provincial office of the commission in all nine provinces are deemed and fitted to be law clinics, which means that if I and you go to the commission and we need money, and we need legal representation, that the, the commission's provincial office will represent you in court. So we, we just the legal representatives of the complainants. Right. We're not the complainants. And, and I mean, Chief, if, if, if I, I come to you and I say to you, listen, I'm in the court, can you represent me? And, of course, you, you represent me, whether you bias or not, because any lawyer represents his client. So we are not biased. However, we must always be independent and impartial.
But I've always maintained Yemen is innocent until proven guilty. That's why I said, let Yemen go and play and bring the cup back. And I'm so happy that I said those because they brought the cup back. Isn't it so? Yeah, 100%. The... There would be many different arguments about that as to whether or not that should have happened, but it's a different argument altogether. But my concern, Chris, is the amount of time that it's taken. And can you confirm whether the person who was beaten up was indeed a homeless person, or was that just a smokescreen? No. First of all, that person wasn't a homeless person. And I wish, if I could do this humble request to you. Sure. If you can just speak to his mother. His mother? His mother. Right. That person's mother. He's not a homeless person. And you know, people try to um, make him a drunkard and all this kind of stuff. But you know, the first time I met with his mother, I was grounded, you know. When his mother told me that this person couldn't even sleep at night, and he cried. And the mother said to me, he said, Bart, but many need honor me. Now, I don't know who that person was, so I'm not, I'm not ascribing any person to that. But the mother said to me, he said, Bart, but many need honor me. I said, please, Bart, many need honor me. So, the, the so mother just crying out, yeah. Uh, obviously, for explanation, is, boss, don't beat me up, boss. You know, going yeah. back to the, the age-old apartheid days of a white person being called boss. Well, that's what the mother said. No, for the sure. The mother said that. And the mother is in a wheelchair. I said, Mama, Marie, was me you weren't there. Yeah. She said for me, yeah, for me, said, don't tell me. I hear my son in the night crying that. I said, Ma, Mama, don't you ask me. I hear my son's cries. Mm. I said, but please don't accuse people. And said, accuse me, not me. I said, but please don't accuse. So, Chief, I wish you'd just go to that mother, that woman in the wheelchair. I'm not, I'm not accusing anybody. I'm accusing nobody. No, for sure. All I'm saying is that that is my lived experience when I meet with people. And I'm not saying they're right. I want to ask you a couple of questions, if you don't mind, Chris. Um, I'm going to take a quick... uh, I'm going to to take a quick... uh, a news no break. Yeah, we, we'll hear what's what's making headlines as far as the news is concerned, and of course we'll continue with this conversation. We'll uh, we'll also bring in somebody who's been very active as far as this is concerned, uh, the community leader from uh, West Coast. That is uh, Sammy Clarson as well. After the after the news, um, yeah, your conversation as well. We we more than welcome your thoughts about it. If you've been following the case, oh six oh five eight four double two five zero. That's the WhatsApp voice note number. 0605842250 It's been an ongoing case since uh, around about the 25th of August, eh, up until now. Say human rights. 
I saw it's a kiss a black guy on that rugby field and I was sure that was for his case. Unfortunately, we were all drowned in celebration and think it's part of celebration. But believe me, Rob, that's going to be one of the mitigating factors that is going to use in this case. All right, we'll take more of your opinions as well. Chris Nesson, who is SAHRC Western Cape Commissioner, joining us on the line to break down uh, some of the fundamentals around this case. Uh, uh, Chris, you still with us? Okay, we'll try just uh, get him back on the line. Uh, he did agree to continue chatting to us, but he did say that he is a person who's functioning under threat. Uh, people threatening him left, right and centre and I hope that that wasn't the case uh, during the news where he would have uh, gotten a call or a message on the side Um, so hopefully um, we are able to continue with Chris. Chris, you still with us? Yes, sorry, we got cut off. Not a problem, Chris. Thank you so much for your time and also your indulgence overall. No problem. There was, I remember there was a stage where they were talking about a certain gentleman who I would like Mm -hmm. to believe is also part, either as far as law enforcement is concerned, uh, who then took up a trip to Japan. And if I mention his name, would it be somebody that you do know? Uh, Commissioner Guam. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) It's Gaum. Gaum, right. (laughs) No, no. Okay, let me put that into context. Right. Uh, Commissioner Gaum is a former member of parliament. Mm-hmm. And as a member of parliament, he was involved. He was also deputy minister. So he was involved in the rugby, parliamentary rugby team. That's an old establishment on uh, the National Assembly. Mm-hmm. So as a member of that, he was then invited to go along to on the tournament for a, for a limited time. He declared it in the commissioner's meeting because as the commissioner we asked him, he declared it. So he went on legitimate uh, tour with the parliamentary team on this rugby tour, world tour. But there was also a whole hoo-ha around the parliamentarians that also went to the Rugby World Cup that they left some certain very important business behind. I mean, do you know if everything was declared and cleared? And I think also part of why it was uncomfortable for, you know, certain people around this case um, is him accepting to go to Japan, meeting with the perpetrator, as well as the lawyer, whilst a serious investigation was instituted against uh, Mr. Elizabeth. Yes. Can I just correct you? It's not perpetrator, alleged perpetrator. Mm-hmm. And of obviously, um, you know, we looked at the um, complaints handling procedures, and it was declared that in main circumstances, that for uh, the commission to meet with the alleged perpetrators. Let me just say that you know I have had discussion with Commissioner Gaum, and Commissioner Gaum obviously uh, went on his own due to the parliamentary processes. But for us, as the Commission, we still need to uh, bring um, to the complainants justice. And that's why, as the Commission, 
we went with the complainants to the quality court and say, let's put the complaints in the quality court and let the quality court and let the court and the law take its course. But what if the law is being fiddled with and there is interference within the law? Because from a community of Langabund, those who have been following the case and who were against, um, you say it's Commissioner Gom, right? Uh, sorry, yeah. uh, is the pronunciation of that surname uh, keeps getting yeah. me. Um, like all of us, our tongues like kind of around surnames, you know? Yeah, it, it, it does. Yeah. But we, we always open to correction without a doubt. Yeah, sure. Um, no problem. Yeah. They felt that they were, they were compromised somewhat as far as the case was concerned, um, saying that allegedly making agreements in the middle of these investigations without consent or knowledge or consultation with the, uh, with the victims in, involved here and also failing to disclose these particular agreements? Let me just say that as the commission, it is the integrity of the commission at stake. And the integrity of the commission is that we will always, in any case, wherever, forever, will always act without uh, fear and without favor, will act independently, and will always make sure that the underdog, sorry, it's, it's the wrong word for me to use. I don't want to use the word underdog, but the, the person that has been uh, humiliated, oppressed, whatever. The affected party. That, that person... The affected party, thank you, the affected party will be defended. And so, as the commission, we don't care who you are, where you come from, if you offend and it's deemed that, and in the end, it's found that you have offended the person, as the commission, we'll act within our mandate to make sure that justice is there for those who have, who have been offended. Somebody, Jerry Siakamel on Twitter, says that if the accused is innocent, why is the official from the commission being threatened? The cry of the victim's mother is really heartbreaking. Sorry, just repeat that. If the accused is innocent, why are you being threatened? Look, I, I, as, as, as the commissioner, I act with... with without fear of favor. And obviously I go, you know, I, I was beaten up the other day in the church um, with the refugees. So in other cases, I am threatened, but I've received from people that tell me, why are you still doing this ABCD? But I have to do this. I am not, I'm not threatened. I, they can threaten me. I'm not afraid of anybody. Okay, more, more, more texts that are coming through on Twitter, uh, Twitter messages. Mzugisi Twina says that what we want to hear Chris say is that he won't rest until justice is served, not this fearful pronouncement of innocence till proven guilty that he keeps making. We know that. That doesn't inspire confidence to the victim. Do you feel that way? Look, you know, my, my chief... You know, I come from Bishop Levis. I have been, you know, my whole life, 
I've seen our people going through so many things. So yes, I maintain innocent until proven guilty. However, however, I will make sure that whatever legal processes are open to the commission and whatever is there to defend the victims, because our business at the commission is to defend whoever comes to complain to us. And until the such time that complaint is proven in the interest of the victim or of the alleged perpetrator, we will not stop being unbiased in the way that we work. Hmm. All right, Chris, I'm going to keep you on the line, though. You, you, you know Sammy Clausen, right? I know Sammy. He's my... You know, can I just say something about Sammy yes. before you let him on? Right. Can I say something about Sammy? Yeah, go ahead. Sammy is a person that I respect so much. I may disagree with him. Right. But Sammy has been such a wonderful person using his own resources, running, working for the homeless, the victims from the farms, the people that have been spit upon. And I must say that I salute Sammy. I disagree with him on sometimes, mm-hmm. but Sammy is the one person on the West Coast. He's got another person called Billy Clarkson, who's also there. And there are very few people on that West Coast that does the work that they do. And I know that Sammy, in particular in this case, has also been threatened mm. and has received so many messages. But I just want to say to Sammy, Sammy must never stop what he's doing. And Billy, never stop what he's doing. Because you see, we have very few voices left in our society to speak out for the poor and the oppressed. Before I bring Sammy on, let me just uh, greet uh, P from Cape Town, who has a question to ask. P, good evening. Yes, sir. Mr. Rob, how are you? I'm very good, thanks. Welcome to the show. Now, can I complain? Can I complain, Rob? Uh, Ravi, I just want to ask you, uh, your guest, sorry, a question. And uh, this obviously is inspired by, um, you know, the uh, sort of his politically correct posture uh, you know, not wanting to let off things and sometimes just uh, um, utter a statement that I didn't complete, like, for example, he being being threatened. And you, I think you asked a follow-up question regarding that, that has he opened a case against that? You know, um, which I possibly think he should, you know, if, 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 if it's anything to go by. And number two, I just want to ask about his Mr. Boyne Jones. I think he's head of uh, legal or something like that, but he's a representative from his office. Sure. Um, this Mr. Jones openly uh, once um, in Langaban community, I think it, it was widely reported as um, labeling uh, the Springbok as a wolf pack terrorizing Langaban or something to that effect, and that they would make uh, an example out of him or his case. So I just want to say sometimes we are our own enemies on how we handle these matters, you know. 
building up to the actual matter, things we utter, and um, forgetting that we represent an organization, despite if I feel a certain way about that individual, but mm-hmm. you can't stand there representing an organization this prestigious and start to utter such words to the community, even if you're lobbying support. Yeah. So I'm just... Yeah, it's it's an important question, though, because if you were following proceedings again, and I remember this, I think it was last week, uh, because uh, Buang Jones has been, uh, you know, in front of the parliamentary um, commission that had been sitting down, yeah, uh, you know, because he's, he's up for the deputy public protector uh, job. Yeah, and uh, and he was asked that because in terms of the, the role that he was playing, as far as what you've uttered, it was in his capacity as the acting head of legal as well. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, P, I'll get your question answered by Chris. I'll bring Sammy in. I'm going to ask you to listen very, very carefully. I'm pressed to go for a quick break, uh, but we'll come back again and deal with that question. Thank you so much for Not it. a problem, Mr. Mara. Thank All right, you very highly much. appreciate it. Good evening, Robbie, and good evening to your guest. You see, Robbie, the racism in this country, man, I don't think it will, it will end. And because, why am I saying that? Because it is not taken serious. The fight against racism is not only not taken serious around the world by FIFA. Even in this country, that suffered suffered a lot of racism uh, prior to 1994. You see, Robbie, if 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 you if if you can you can be accused. I'm gonna make an example. They had metro right to 2000. If you can be, there can be allegations, like serious allegations, like a, a, a sexual harassment or whatever. And you, you will be, you will be, a, a, you you will be, a, 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 what 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 you call this? You will be suspended until the investigation is done. But to to to, to this springboard player, Robbie, everything just went normal, like nothing happened, Robbie. They everything just it's, it's like they were treated this thing like racism is not a is not an issue that is why even even fifa you one day you were complaining that why these things are still happening what is fifa doing about this i think racism and these guys more especially the, the whites they take this thing like they never they were never affected by racism maybe that's why they don't care about racism because only black people always complaining about this racism thank you very much robert all right, let's uh, quickly bring in uh, Sammy Klaas. And Sammy, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Welcome to the show, community leader uh, from the West Coast. I know the last time we spoke, um, all sorts was happening. Are you any closer to justice? Hi, good evening, Robert, and thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to South Africa. Uh, let me also congratulate you. And to me, Sammy. Hello. That's uh, Chris uh, to me, Sammy. Hi, <laughs> hi, Comrade Chris. How are you? Fine. How are you, my chief? It's good to hear you. It's 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 good to hear your voice again. Now, let me Thank first uh, congratulate um, the Springboks and let me congratulate SA Rugby in South Africa that the World Cup is back mm. in our country, uh, where it belongs. Um. Secondly, the issue of justice, we are far from that. Equal rights and justice is a dream for South Africa, and especially the poor black. 
Yes, because we've got we we the, the the World Cup is done and dusted now. Uh, we've got a player that needs to account. But now the problem is, Robert, that player is now a national hero. Mm. He's now part of a national setup of the first fifteen that has got the cup in his hands. And it's so difficult um, because the masses, they, they can't uh, relate to the issue of whether this guy should account or not. And that's why there was a push from us, from the Langaban community and the West Coast community, before even the squad was announced to say and to tell SA Rugby, please don't select this one. Because there's a serious uh, charge, there's a serious allegations of assault, of crime, and racism, and hate speech. And this one needs to be investigated. And, but we were, we've, we've been ignored for two months, more than two months we've been ignored. The only institution that listened to the people on the ground in Langadan in the West Coast, and to myself, was Chris Nelson in the Western Cape from the Human Rights Commission, Juan Jones, the CEO advocate uh, Titaniani, and the chairperson of the Human Rights Commission. Well, and, and, and also advocate uh, Kelly Ann Clufus, who's working as a senior attorney for the Human Rights Commission. And she's a child of the West Coast. She's from Oldfield, 20 kilometers away from Langabad. Those were the only persons and institutions and fraternity that listened to our pleas for justice. And they stuck with us, even at a time when Afri Forum, a right-wing organization, the DA and, 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 and all those white right-wingers, when they came out, they came out like a flood against Buang Jones, wanting to silence him, wanting to silence Sammy Clarkson, wanting to silence the Human Rights Commission. We stood firm. And we say that justice delayed, it justice denied. But I, I want to congratulate the Human Rights Commission. At the time, whilst even Etzebet was in Japan, he used his legal team to, to, to bring a, a case in the North Houting um, uh, Court to say that this case, which the victims and the Human Rights Commission took it to the Equality Court, that this case must be thrown out of court and the Human Rights Commission must be withdrawn, and that he is willing to, to participate and cooperate with the Human Rights... He, he rather wants to be investigated by the Human Rights Commission. Last week, the Human Rights Commission took a decision to oppose his court application to have this case thrown out. And we want to applaud 
this chapter 9 institution that stands firm on its mandate, on its constitutional mandate, that no person in this country will be discriminated against on the basis of the color of its skin, whether it's a colored person or an African person, whether the hot not word or whether the K word are used against us. Mm. Again, in this democracy, the Human Rights Commission has got a mandate to stand firm even when a white person are discriminated against. So we are pleased with the work, but there are certain individuals that needs to be exposed Should within the Human Rights Commission. What, what, what I'm going to do? Working with even Etzebeth. What I'm going to do, Sammy? What I'm going to do, Sammy? Because this is crucial evidence and crucial. Uh, this is a crucial side that we're taking now that I would want you to hold on to that because we, okay. will, we will pick up on exactly that point. Uh, yes. be- because for me, that is the crunch. That is what I was going to lead to to say, are you happy with X, Y, and Z? That you, you, is you, why Duang Jones you are, leading are to that. being up. That is precisely because that is why a, a, a young, vibrant mm. human rights lawyer like Duang Jones are being pushed to the peripheries and to and to and and, and, and and they are pushing him to be silent on the matter. Because they don't want him. And and, and South Africa must know the truth. So but I will keep but I will, please I, will, hold I, will, on I, will that, I will I will, yeah. I will hold Thanks. my horses. Please do, Sammy. I think it's an important angle that you're bringing into this uh, debate. Uh, Chris Nissen, Sammy Klaassen, let me let me leave it there for now. But, Sammy, we will start off with you uh, in the next round of this uh, conversation as we hope to see its finality coming through. Ayabong is standing by in Metro Van Metro. Thank you so much. We'll catch up tomorrow. All right, let's also make way for Justice. He'll guide you through, navigate you through the critical hours of what is left of this Tuesday night.